Listen in as we talk about social media and online engagement on the Youth and Culture podcast. Guys, thank you for tuning in today as this today marks episode 19. If you're new to the podcast, uh, welcome and thank you for making this uh, podcast a part of your day today. And if you're not new, again, I encourage you to take some time, give us a rating and a review and also leave a comment. Let us know exactly what topics you would like to cover on this podcast so we can help you be more successful in your ministry. Uh, Again, I'm really excited about today's uh, topic as we're going to be diving a little bit more deeper into social media and online engagement. Uh, It's a topic that's extremely important in ministry as a whole because our culture is very much an online Uh, connecting type of culture, Uh, but it's especially important when it comes to youth because they're so much more connected online. But before we dive into that, I want to pause and take some time and listen to our sponsors. Youth and Culture is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. Coven Eyes is an online accountability and content blocking software for your mobile device or your computer designed to protect the entire family. Today, with 90% of boys and 70% of girls being exposed to pornography online and 56% of divorce cases listing porn use as a factor, it's more important than ever to protect your home. Click the link at the bottom of the show notes, sign up for Coven Eyes, and start protecting your home today. Today I had the awesome opportunity to get to talk to uh, Tom Pounder. Uh, Tom is uh, an online campus pastor for the New, for New Life Christian Church, and I don't want to, I'll let him introduce a little bit of what he does, but I'm excited to talk to him to get a little bit more insight to how to better engage students online through social media and other platforms. Because uh, here's the thing that, that it's very hard to keep up with all this online, ever changing type of culture. So I was really uh, excited to get to talk to Tom, get some insight uh, from him of how we can better engage students through social media and other online platforms. So get ready. This is, uh, you want to have your pen and pencil and taking notes as we get to talk to Tom Pounder. So stay tuned for our conversation with Tom Pounder.
Well, guys, I'm really excited uh, today to get to talk to uh, Tom uh, Pounder. Tom Pounder is, we're going we're gonna to be discussing about uh, social media and just online connection a whole uh, in relation to uh, youth ministry. Before we get into that, how about Tom, how about you kind of introduce yourself, your story and ministry and what you're doing today? Yeah, cool. Hey, well, I'm happy to be here. Uh, thanks uh, for having me, Ryan. Um, I am, uh, my job's title is I'm the student minister, but also the online campus pastor. And so I've been doing student ministry since uh, back in 1997. Um, I'm an old school. <laughs> um, I got my start in junior high ministry. I never thought I would do junior high ministry. When I was in college, I was like, oh, all the real stuff is with the high school kids. And then um, I got offered the middle school position, which was disappointing. But that was actually the first time after praying about it that I really felt God's peace and comfort about a decision I had to make. And I went with this with middle school ministry and man, it's been awesome. I love working with middle school students, even though right now I, I oversee the whole program. Uh, I really love the middle school students um, and really investing time with them. Um, and so again, yeah, my, I work at new life Christian church right now. And about four or five years ago, our church came to me and said, Tom, you're on social media all the time with your students. Like, Hey, maybe you can, um, do our online campus too in addition to what you're you're doing with students and I said oh okay that that sounds good and I actually thought that this might be like a transition for me out of student ministry if I continue to do online stuff and while I love online ministry um, and what we do with that I um I have still have a huge heart for relationships with students and leaders and spending time with them and so that I, I kind of keep both foot in the door and I kind of juggle both positions right now but that's kind of where I'm at at the moment and I'm I live right outside Washington DC so the suburb of Washington DC. Oh you live in a busy 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 town. Yeah it's always uh, there's always something in the news. Oh yeah uh for a period of time for about well, roughly about 10 years, I lived in Virginia, but I lived in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, so oh, yeah. Okay. Virginia um, for about 10 years. Love Virginia. Now, I would have a hard time living out in Washington, D.C. That's a little bit too busy for me, but um, I do love, I love Virginia. Yeah, it, it's great. But what I like to say is Northern Virginia is so different than the rest of Virginia. And it's, it's just so, it's, it's like you're going into two different states when you leave Northern Virginia into other parts of the state. Yeah, people coming to me all the time say, is, isn't, isn't, uh, isn't Virginia a liberal state? I'm like, no, that's just Northern Virginia. They're just yep. Northern Virginia. And it is. You're exactly right on that. So um, what is your, uh, your role as an online campus pastor? Exactly what do you do in a, like on a day-to-day basis as an online pastor? Yeah, um, good question. Uh, the um, the role that I oversee right now is that we stream our services every week. Um, so every Sunday we have three services that we live stream, and I kind of make sure that that runs okay. Not necessarily from a technical standpoint because I'm not very technical. I, I love tech, but that that kind of tech I'm not full on. So me and another guy named Daniel, we kind of he oversees the tech side of stuff. I oversee the the chat hosting and the engagement with people. And so we stream those services and we have a chat host for every service. Um, and then we just try to seek to engage people as they're watching church. And 
as you know, it's quite different than watching it in person because and when you're in person, you're not talking during the service. But while we're doing live stream, we're trying to talk with people, trying to engage with them and see what they're thinking about the service and, and how they're feeling about a point here or a Bible verse there. So I oversee the chat host, um, make sure we got that going on. The, the prayer requests that we have coming in there, uh, we'll distribute them out as well. Um, and then we also rebroadcast throughout the week. And so I make sure that that rebroadcast gets done. We only do it probably like a handful of times, uh, but we have the option to do it, you know, 24 hours a day if we wanted to, but we, we just do it a handful of times and um, we get people watching there as well. I also oversee um, the social media kind of component of it um, and work with social media for uh, the online campus as well as the different other campuses that we have uh, at our church. And then I do some videos. Um, uh, and um, there, we do, we have a family curriculum. And so I took that curriculum and I said, how can I put a, make this a video? And so I do just a quick little three to four minute devotional that I encourage families to get together and what, um, do it together if they, you know, if they miss the church service um, or they're just looking for a devotional to do as a family. So I post that up weekly um, and uh, I put it on YouTube and um, other platforms as well. But I also do a Monday morning. I just started doing a Monday morning encouragement, like a quick little 90 seconds to two minute. Hey, it's Monday morning. How can you get some encouragement today? And I kind of do a little Bible verse that I share with them. Uh, and I share that along on social media as well. Um, but one thing I'm really kind of excited about, one thing that I'm really working on, I don't have all the answers to it yet, but it's called this digital, digital missionary. And how can I be training people right now to use social media to, and use digital tools to reach out to their friends for Christ? And, uh, you know, Christ calls us to go and make disciples of all nations. And, you know, you can do that online as well. And so what does that look like? How do you do that? So I'm experimenting with some different things and I'm trying to get some people engaged in that as well. So that's kind of what some of the things I'm working on right now. So uh, when it comes to the one thing I've always wondered, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, by nature, I'm not a social media guy, even though I have, uh, I have a social media for our student ministry. I have it uh, even here for the podcast. I'm naturally not a, not a social media guy. In fact, I didn't have any form of social media uh, until about five years ago. And uh, years ago, when I moved here uh, in Eastern North Carolina, moved to Lumberton, um, and I actually joined my wife's Facebook account. So it actually became like a joint us two having a Facebook account because I needed to have some form of social media to c connect with my students. Uh, so naturally, I'm not I'm not as knowledgeable about social media. I've had to learn that process over the last five years. Um, but uh, when it comes to making short videos, uh, either encouragement, family devotions, have you seen that uh, being effective in your ministry? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen it be a little bit effective. I think where, again, because I juggle different parts, you know, in different responsibilities at my church, I'm not able to invest as much into it as as i can and so like i'll do a video and, and share it out and, and whatnot but i do get comments back from time to time you know especially if i can share it on my personal account so i make it from a online campus youtube page and then i'll share it on 
my personal account or I'll put upload it on the Facebook page for our campus and share it on my personal page. Um, and so I, I have seen some good reaction to that. Uh, organic reach is not as strong as I, I would like to hope it would be. But again, that's where I have to invest more time and effort into, hey, how can, how can I tag this more appropriately? How can I get this out and write in the algorithms of YouTube and Facebook? Yeah, I, I like the idea that you're utilizing YouTube. And the reason why I say that is the consider the second largest search engine uh, other than actual Google. Because uh, I can't pretty much like I'll use myself as an example. Uh, I watch YouTube more than I do TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, again, I'm a, I'm a millennial, so it's a, and especially this new generation, Generation Z. That's it's even more. That's more of a case even there. Uh, so I do feel like YouTube is very much underutilized in uh, specifically ministry as a whole, church ministry as a whole, but also specifically student ministry. I think it's underutilized uh, a lot. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Again, I'll look at it, my own children um, who are you know in that. They're a Gen Zers, and um, and they watch. They don't watch live TV. They watch YouTube, and you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what are you watching? <laughs> like, we're watching a gamer, you know, or we're watching this family. They're going on a scavenger hunt together, and I mean, it's totally scripted. But it's like they're they're doing this, stuff and I'm like, they're just watching YouTube. It's so it's so interesting to me. Oh yeah, I in fact that's pretty much what I do to my lunch breaks. My lunch breaks are work when I'm sitting at my desk eating eating lunch. I put on YouTube and I'm watching uh, shows like Good Mythical Morning and some other things. It's like kind of like my daily routine on YouTube. That's really cool. That's cool. So how how do you uh, this again? This is a question that I think a lot of uh, youth workers as a whole have. Uh, but also a question that uh, how can even me be personally be more effective, but how do you use social media? How can you use social media to reach students? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, it's so interesting because, you know, you have the social media platform like Facebook that is so popular amongst everybody but kids. <laughs> and so, you know, everyone loves Facebook, um, or I, I feel like it's actually waning a little bit in popularity, even though it's the most popular. Um, but then you have Instagram, you have YouTube, which is characterized as a social channel, which YouTube just introduced YouTube stories. So they're going to start doing stories now more to the uh, public. Um, but, uh, you know, and you have things like Snapchat, you have Instagram, of course, you have Twitter, um, and so you have to really kind of figure out what, what are the, the social accounts that your, your, um, your students are in. And again, a lot of them will be on Instagram and Snapchat. Um, and so Instagram, it's, it's great to post. You don't want to over post, you know, on Instagram, but I, I tend to post once a day on there. And, and you know, sometimes it'll be a Bible verse as an encouragement. Sometimes it'll be, a information on something coming up or sometimes it'll be just a random funny question but i'm always just trying to find out different ways that i can engage with with students and i don't feel like i have all the answers on that either i'm just kind of throwing things up there and saying hey what what do you think will work and that's the funny thing with social media is you know the things that i think are like gold i'm like this is awesome this is the best video i've ever done people are going to like it and it's they're going to share it and everything it gets like one or two likes, you know, but then the stupid things I post up there, 
you know, um, you'll get like 20, 30 likes, you know, and so they'll, they'll really enjoy that. And so it's really trying to figure out what, what your students are into and try to engage with them on there. Now, again, when you're talking about Snapchat, Snapchat's very dangerous because it is privatized, you know, social media. Like, sure, you can put stuff on your story, but it's a lot of interaction one-on-one with people. And that's where youth ministers have to be very careful. Um, even Instagram DMs, like you have to be very careful. And we, we hold a strict policy with our, our leaders about not engaging with other students of the opposite sex on, on, on social channels or even texting. Um, we just don't want that, but we're really just trying different things. But I know there's a lot of people that don't like Snapchat. I just know that I, I don't really care for Snapchat much. I just know that that's where my kids hang out and that's where I, I need to be as well. Yeah, I have to agree with you with, with Snapchat. I'm not, personally, I'm not a fan of it. Um, and because there is, there's been some past dangers with that. There's been, it's been used as a sexting app. Uh, there's a lot of things that's been used for negatively, but it has the potential to be something they can use to engage students uh, it's, it's kind of a tit for tat. You're going to have to weigh uh, what's more valuable uh, when it comes to Snapchat. So I agree with that. Now, Instagram, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same process of learning how to be more efficient uh, when it comes to social media, engaging with students uh, with social media. And I, I run the same, across the same thing with Facebook. Uh, fa- my kids, my students are not and not probably say about 90% of them don't even have a Facebook account. Um, and so I, I found that early on. So what, I, what I've been focusing on more is Instagram. Uh, and the way I currently use Instagram uh, right now is, is I u- use it as more of a, of a way of like posting uh, uh, like funny pictures of the kids each week. Uh, maybe, maybe do a video, small video of, of worship uh, that night. Uh, and tagging the kids in who are part in the pictures and videos. Uh, also, one, th- one thing I actually learned, I like, uh, heard this from another church, uh, actually in Lynchburg, Virginia, that's doing this, and I thought it was pretty cool, uh, so I'm going to be trying some this year, is doing a student highlight. Uh, you, you, have, you have a student, uh, you have a picture of a student, and uh, basically they give the, their testimony, like a short uh, one paragraph, a, a testimony of how God's impacted their life and um, which has been, I've seen that a few times. So we're going to be implementing that in our student ministry. Uh, but I'm just, I'm in the same boat trying to find different ways of, of what works uh, with our students. Cause every student ministry to me is, is different and how you engage online. Cause you have, you have, uh, you have a local church culture, you have a community culture, and you have a region culture. You have all these different factors coming in of the type of students. Because I, I live in the South, so my students would engage with social media different than maybe uh, students in California. Uh, so you have to kind of, it's kind of hard to find that niche. Yeah, well, I would definitely agree with you on that. And uh, one of the things as you were talking and just kind of rang up with me again, is I, I always like to say, people like to see real people doing real things. The more like pictures you can post of kids enjoying and having fun or doing something gets so much more engagement than as sad as it is a Bible verse or a, you know, a, a nice quote or something like that. 
you know, if, if they, if the kids see themselves doing stuff, they're like, Oh my gosh, that's me. I'm going to like that. You know, and I'm going to engage with that, you know? And so that, that always helps you out. And so, and also with Facebook, where my strategy is with Facebook is I always try to engage the parents because I know the parents are on Facebook. So I, I kind of target parents on Facebook, kids on Instagram. Um, sometimes the messaging is the same and sometimes the images are the same, but it's just, I, I know my audience is a little bit different there. No, no I absolutely agree with uh, my, our Facebook, our student ministry Facebook page uh, is completely geared towards uh, uh, two people, parents, um, also other members within our church so they can see what's going on in our student ministry. And within, within that, we have a parent group uh, that's a closed group that's specifically for our parents where it's more community uh, driven. Uh, I send materials to help them as parents, resources they have access to. Uh, they have ac- accent, uh, access to what we're, what we're teaching throughout the week. So they can use questions they can ask their kids and engage with them spiritually based off, off of what they're learning. Um, so all that's done on uh, Facebook. And also we use a texting service called Remind uh, that's sent out to them as well. So we utilize those two things uh, for parents. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Facebook, uh, to me personally, my opinion, should be more focused on on engaging parents and engaging uh, your adults in your congregation uh, rather than teenagers. Yeah, we're right on that uh, on that. So what, what are some what do you think are some online strategies that youth leaders can use to, to reach students. And we, we talked a little bit about, about social media, but what are some other online engagements uh, that you believe can be utilized to reach students? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think a lot of it, again, what you think about it online, you're, you're thinking social media and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm on that platform, I'm on this platform. Um, and so I'm trying to engage with them on that. You know, I like to always just try to get, kids and you know whether it's them you know leaders taking pictures with students posting them up on social media or sharing them with people just trying to get them around kind of community I've done the you know one of the things that we've done um and we're going to do a little bit more on is doing like online life groups in the sense of uh um we do um you use it like a U version Bible app and you can do group setting and then you invite a bunch of your friends to join you in that Bible study. And the cool thing about when U version does the, the group study is they give you an, an area to talk about it. So you read the devotional, you read the study, and then you, you have an opportunity to talk about it. You know, I want our leaders to engage with people and be reaching out with them, you know, texting, using social media to, to check in on them but also um, to do find ways to disciple them as well. And, you know, doing something like a U version Bible study together can be very helpful. There's other apps like the lead small app that orange has that can be very helpful as well. And I know other church, uh, other, there are other apps out there as well, but those are the two primary ones that I have to, to try to get them to not just connect with each other, but to disciple them as well and to grow, help them grow in their faith. It's funny, uh, you made a good point, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, version, because um, that's something that I've utilized very well and, uh, when it comes to our student ministry. Is because it's, it's, a, it's a free Bible app, 
free Bible app and you get thousands of devotions for free. Yeah. Um, thousands yeah. of free devotions. Um, also, and the way you just mentioned about the group uh, part of setting where you can actually do a, uh, a devotional as a group, it, it's actually a really neat, neat feature that, that even when I was a small group leader, even though I'm still at one time uh, last year, last couple years, I should say, I was also a small group leader because I didn't have enough leaders at the time. And so I was with the junior high guys. And what we did is we actually went through a, through a U version devotional together. Uh, and it's actually a great way of also keeping each other accountable because you can, it's because U version is almost like a social media. If you really look at it, you, you have friend requests yep. on, on there. <laughs> you have friends, you can see what they're doing. You can, you can see, uh, uh, with the devotions they do, you can see they've completed the devotions that day. So it's a lot of, there's a lot of accountability factors with you version that I like. So, so that's something that we've utilized in our ministry as well. Uh, again, because it's a hundred percent free and it's great content. Um, you're, you're exactly right on that. I mean, think about it. You have thousands of Bible studies talking about all sorts of things on you version right at your fingertips. Kids are mobile. They're on their phones all the time. It's a simple free app that you can get. Uh, I, I love it, to be honest. And truthfully, I didn't mention this in my um, about online campus, but we have a lot of um, of our online campus Bible studies through YouVersion. So that that's very helpful. Oh, absolutely. So um, one other thing I want to ask is, is, is – if when it comes to all this, when it comes to online, online strategies, social media, all that together, what is one piece of advice that you would give youth leaders in their ministries uh, in relation to social media and online strategies? I, I already kind of hit on it a little bit before, but really it's be careful, be careful because for, for a few different things, one is be careful about the interactions you have with students. Um, they, it, kids can, you, you know this, when, when I text you something, uh, I might be really angry with you, but you might read it that I'm really happy with you. It's hard to interpret emotions in the text message, unless I'm using like many exclamation marks and, and all that kind of stuff, but um, in a frown face or something. But, but you have to really kind of determine what you're gonna communicate to students and really be above reproach. Uh, and so you, you gotta, kids can misinterpret things all the time. So you have to be above reproach on things. And again, never text or communicate with someone of the opposite sex, unless it's in a group setting. If it's in a group text, okay, that's okay. But when it's one-on-one, -on -one, we really kind of put the, the clamps on that because, and Ryan, you probably heard these stories as well, but so many stories of people, of youth ministers, hooking up with, with students, getting them pregnant, losing their marriages. It, it happens. It sucks. And it happens. And it's all because of inappropriate relationships that can start off with text, a simple text message. And so you have to be very careful. And we hold that in high regard. If a student ever gets my number and texts me of the opposite sex, I immediately refer them to somebody else. I may directly say something back to them, but say, hey, you should connect with Katie here, or you should connect with Sarah. And so I really, that you have to be careful there. But then also, you have to be careful about what you put on your stories and your social accounts. 
um, I hold that in high regard. Like I, I like to drink beer. I'm sorry. I, I do. I'm a minister who likes to drink beer and I will have some, um, but I will never post that on social media. Um, you'll never see me with a beer bottle there because I don't want a student to look at my social media account and say, Oh, Tom's getting wasted today. Looks like he's having fun drinking beers. Therefore I can do that. Now that may be an extreme example, but I just don't want to give anybody the opportunity to say, um, yes, Tom's doing it so I can do it as well. Um, I try to keep it very clean. I expect my leaders to do the same thing. And I've actually had to call out leaders a few different times because on their stories, while they have it, they're like, oh, on my story, I'm, I'm drinking and I'm at a party with friends. Like they're sharing it, but kids are following them and kids can see it and kids, kids can screen chat, snap it and and share it with their friends. Like, oh, look what Lisa's doing, man. She's getting wasted tonight and she's our leader. You know, I mean, it's just kind of stuff. So you have to really be careful. Everything you do is public. I mean, it really is. Even if you think you have a private account, anybody can take a screenshot of it and send it off to somebody else. No, I absolutely agree. You've got to be above reproach and how you approach social media, online connection, because there, there's no such thing as privacy anymore. When it, right. when, you're, when it comes to social media, actually as a whole, uh, there's no such thing as privacy. Because there's this thing about it. You can take a smartphone. People can take pictures of you anytime now. They can take videos of you without even realizing taking videos of you. Um, so and as, as a leader, as a, as a youth leader, youth worker, it's uh, so much more important to be careful how you approach yourself uh, among teenagers, what you're posting online. Um, now, for me personally, I don't really have to worry about social media because my wife handles most of my social, <laughs> social media. Even uh, for things for this podcast, she hand, handles a lot of it. Um, she helps me with it. Uh, so when pretty much when you're a lot of times when you're communicating, uh, through DM, uh, until just recently, you'll be communicating to my wife. Um, and just recently I got it connected, my DM stuff connected to my Facebook page. So I'm able to communicate that way, uh, with through DM. But all that to say is, is, and when it comes to that aspect, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily struggle or have or have policies on myself for that. But when it comes to texting, it's a different story. I do not. When every time I text someone with the opposite sex, my wife is including that text message. Yeah, good call. Um, I'll, always, anybody from the opposite sex, whether it's, whether it's an adult, teenager, doesn't matter. Uh, that's that's a personal policy I have for myself, uh, just because. Uh, I do not want to ever put myself in a position where I can be accused because uh, accusations it just a, a dishonest accusation can, can cause tremendous damage uh, in your ministry and in your church, even if it's false. Yep. Uh, so never put yourself. So I'm a, I try to never put myself in a position where I can be accused when it comes to things like, uh, texting, social media, all that. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. That's great. Again, the more you can protect yourself, the better it is going to be for you long-term for sure. So Tom, um, if somebody wanted to get connect with you to talk to them a little bit more about uh, online connections, how to utilize social media better, uh, well, what's some ways they can get in contact with you? 
Yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, the, I live on Twitter. So if, if you like Twitter, connect with me on Twitter because I'm on Twitter all the time. And my handle is at T-A Pounder. But uh, you can really kind of check out a lot of stuff that I have, um, all my social stuff and everything. I have a website, ymsidekick.com. There I've got a blog, podcast, and some other things in there as well. So I'd love for you to connect there. And but I'd love to connect with you on social too. I mean, Twitter is the place for me to connect. So um, definitely, hopefully you have Twitter. <laughs> so. So, so Tom, I just want to thank you for taking your time out today to kind of talk to us. So uh, help us a little bit more out to understand how to better utilize social media and better connect with students online. Great. Thanks for having me, Brian. I am super thankful for what uh, Tom does and his passion to reach people through online engagement, utilizing online and social aspects online and social media to reach students. Uh, so I'm really thankful for his passion and what he does. And here's the thing, guys, this is something that you do not need to neglect in your ministry. If you are not utilizing social media and other forms of online engagement, such as YouTube uh, and other things like that, you are missing out of a phenomenal opportunity to reach students. Because here's the thing, your students are on social media all the time. Your students are on things like YouTube all the time. Because here's the thing, YouTube is one of the second largest search engines in the world. Why are we not utilizing it? So again, I want to encourage you to take these things that Tom uh, has said to heart and utilize those things in your ministry. Again, online engagement, social media is so important in, to utilize in our culture today. Again, I'm super excited about uh, our interview uh, for next week. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned to next week's episode.